Yeah, you said they said it's the best show in the whole world. I'm pretty sure many people disagree and many people will agree. It's still new sister to sports. My name has not changed. I'm still Ali Bowale. I have all the guys with me today, apart from Lion Car. And of course, this show is airing on, on Band Radio Scope, the number one online radio in the whole of North America, of course, on our YouTube channel, New Sister to Sports, and on Spotify with Apple Podcasts. Guys, um, a roller coaster weekend, a lot of things happening. Kachi, I'm going to start with you to introduce yourself. Marvelous Sport fans, always a pleasure being here. Uh, I wanted to give, uh, uh, I wish you guys could be the fly on the wall and listen to us doing our pre pre production call. I'm pretty sure it's even more exciting than the show itself. Uh, but one day we'll probably give you a back, back, backstage um, access to what we do. But beyond that, a pretty good week for Arsenal. Um, beaten by Southampton, who beat, uh, who Chelsea beat, and then beating Chelsea and topping it off with Manchester United. They asked the Manchester United coach how much work is there for Eric Ten Hag, and he says a lot of work. All this will dissect. Stay tuned for a good show. All right, perfect. Oluwase. Hello, sports uh, fans around the world. Uh, welcome to uh, today's show. As uh, Kachi said, uh, there is quite a lot to be uh, discussed on today's show. I'll just advise you to take a nice seat, probably with a cold, chill drink, and listen to us and enjoy today's show. All right, perfect. Oluwase. Yeah, hello guys. Uh, good day to you, everybody you are listening to us around the world. You know, there is something about sporting events and life in general that looks very similar. You know, if you find a very lazy worker, probably will get distracted at his work easily. And he's thinking like, okay, when I get my next job, I'll start doing this thing properly. I won't be doing all this thing like this. Human being, I think we normally underrate the power of habits. I think that is a problem with the Brooklyn Knights. They just felt probably okay. Um, we get to the playoff, we turn it on, and we just become like this. No, I think it doesn't happen like that. And it's something that we can take to our personal life. If you want to change something about yourself, you rather start changing it where you are. Not until where you get to the next stage, I think, okay, I'll just turn it up. It doesn't just work like that. All right, perfect. To the show Thank you very much, Lali, for that. And of course, we'll jump straight into the basketballing world right now, uh, which is hot. Um, divergent opinion, uh, difference of opinion among the analysts today, myself being 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 the head, uh, the, the chief corporate of that, disagreeing <laughs> with everybody that needs to be disagreed with. And um, Kachi, I'll just give a background view, right? Um, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets is a project. And um, unfortunately, it never took off. It's a project that never flew, you know? And um, many, things be, many, many things would be said. Last season, it was a big show of um, KD. Uh, it was the, uh, the ineffectiveness of um, James Harden at the point. You know, it's the vaccine, vaccine, um, Bruaha of um of um Kariavi at the point, you know, and now the injury to Ben Simmons, and of course two 
They are woeful, 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 woeful coach that lacks tactical discipline, <laughs> lacks technical know-how. And, and, you know, and the fact that even the mental, um, and I think I, I argued this with Olali behind, um, behind close curtains, uh, the mental strengths of KD compared to, to, to other B that we've seen uh, in recent years, the biggest of them that I've ever seen, the Black Mamba, is mental strength is second to none. I would not even mention Le- LeBron right now. It's going to be Black Mamba. Um, the late Kobe Bryant, uh, and and we are looking on the on the flip side, going to um Los Angeles, and we are seeing. I know you said it's a project. They won a championship, but I'm talking about the post pandemic. I'm not talking about pa- pandemic championship right now. And we see what they try to to do at the start of the season, and it failed woefully, woefully. And that's the same thing can be say, said of of the early Clippers as well. Look at these three projects, um, Kachi. Post-pandemic LA Lakers, the LA Clippers, um, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, which of these three will you say um, is the worst and why? It, it's, it's a tough one, uh, but I don't think it should, would uh, have a good sample base if we don't include the pandemic because they all have had three years to show what they could do. You know, Let's not forget that the Brooklyn Nets when they, when they signed um, uh, Kevin Durant, he had to sit the whole year, which was the bubble yeah. year mm-hmm. for him to recover. Um, so if we look at it in that light, where we include that first year for all three franchises, I think I would probably say, um, and even though it hasn't actually ended, I'll probably say right now, maybe recency bias is affecting me, that the Brooklyn Net is a bigger failure um, in that regard. And the reason why I said that is um, they have not even gotten, I think in three years, they've not as much as make the Eastern Conference final as make as uh, uh, when you compare that to what the Lakers and the LA Clippers have done. The Clippers, it at least at the very least, got to the conference final last year um, in the West by passing who we thought were the favorites, the Utah Jazz. Yeah. In spite of all the shenanigans with Paul George, the shenanigans with with Kawhi, Kawhi. Leonard, the, the the Lakers can say they at least they got a championship, and even though they failed spectacularly this year, they did it not resting on their oars. They wanted to get another championship. That was why they made such wholesome and drastic changes, forgetting that sometimes gelling and gelling and meshing well is also a key ingredient Um, because they brought a lot of ego into that team and losing people who would sacrifice their statistics to help the King and AD make their numbers. For the Brooklyn Nets, however, Olawale mentioned one of the biggest issues, the fact that they felt they could just flip the switch and activate playoff mode almost immediately. That was one. Number two was the uh, ineptitude of their coach. Number three, and probably the single biggest one for me, was the fact that nobody was holding anyone accountable in that Brooklyn Nets team. Hmm. I mean, from the coach, from from when the players were, were signed to them going on air to say, they don't even think they need a coach. That <laughs> is a slight on the organization. No one reined them in. Nobody called them to even apologize. And even when Kyrie, because the reason why they are facing the Celtics 
in the first place as the seventh seed was because they had such a woeful regular season record. If Kyrie, if someone had held Kyrie responsible and accountable, they probably would have been the number two seed in the East if they had all three of them playing. So for me, if, if we look at the three years and what they were able to achieve in spite of the dramas, I would call, I would say the Nets has failed spectacularly. The reason I say that is come the end of this season, chances are that one of those big two will go. And then the role players, chances also are that just like the Lakers flushed out a lot of their role players, the Nets might be doing the same and pressing the reset button. So for me, in, the, in, in that particular order, it will be the Brooklyn Nets, it will be the LA Clippers, and I put the Lakers last simply because they got a championship in three years. That is really why I'm, I'm taking them off the hook, my opinion. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that. And um, Olali, your own view about, 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 about these projects, basically. No, I, I, I think comparing the projects, the... the all the projects, I, I think the LA Lakers project is not a, I, I, I don't think it's a failure for the okay. fact that they have a championship to show for it. Yeah. It just probably takes them out of the whole, whole thing. They might be having a disappointing season subsequently after that. But of course, there is a championship to show for it. That aside. For the Brooklyn Nets and the, what the do you Clippers. call it? Uh, the Clippers. There are many, many, many issues to look at if you want to look at it. But in some, just like Kachi said, there's no need to be going to looking at how dynamic, how talented Kyrie and what do you call it? Um, okay. Kevin Durant is. And for the fact that at the point in time, they were able to get James Heldin into that. Into the team. And unfortunately, and they couldn't just, ret- like what Kachi said, lack of accountability, lack of leadership. If KD has probably intervened into his attitude of, I just want to focus on playing basketball, mm-hmm. I would probably cost them their third star. If he actually sat um, James Edding down and probably sort out the difference between him and Kyrie, I'm sure James Edding would have stayed behind. And if they had the big three, because the problem with the Brooklyn Net project is the team is not actually a balanced squad. Yeah. It was a team that was, uh, that was let me say, that was uh, put together based on offensive abilities of their superstars. So the offensive abilities were supposed to cover up for any flaw they have when it comes to defending. Because if Kyrie, James Aydin, and Kevin Durant could play to their ability, it yeah. is very difficult for any coach to set up any defensive, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, any defensive strategy to stop the three. It will be practically impossible. Okay. So immediately, one of the superstars is not available. It nullifies whatever they are doing. And in short, without just, it's, a big, it's the biggest failure of probably in recent times of trying to put up superstars together. It is mm-hmm. what it is. And I think they need a bit of uh, a bit of reflection. I think KD as a player will have to take his career to his and not everything. You can't just be following Kyrie like a baby. Everywhere. Because yeah. one of the main major problems they had when I, when I was watching yesterday's game, the game was the game was more of like a neutral ground. It wasn't the, there was no feel of an home ground uh, home yes. team day. I don't think this would have happened if, if you 
were in they were with the New York Knicks. And the initial the initial plan was to sign with the New York Knicks. Yes. It was Kyrie, who is from the borough area, convinced KD, who just said, yes, okay, okay, we'll do this. And the same uh, Kyrie, and that's the problem <laughs> some people, some, the problem some people have with Kyrie with, this, with the vaccine mandate is this. You are responsible for this project. Mm -hmm. You should be the one making the biggest sacrifice. If there's anything that, like now, if you check the Brooklyn, uh, if you check the Celtics team, um, Al Hartford and Jalen Brown are not vaccinated. They are not vaccinated. Unvaccinated, yes. But I can tell you that if there was any law, just like we had in New York, those guys would have taken the vaccine for the sake of the team. That was what Kyrie couldn't do. And mm -hmm. if you want to see yourself as the leader, leaders make sacrifice. Exactly. When you play in team sports, it's all about sacrifice. His inability to make those sacrifices at that point in time is what has is what has is what has hurt the mess where they are today and made their projects a very big failure. I'm not even sure if I'm the Brooklyn Nets today. If I can get uh, Bradley Bill on free this thing, I'll call KD. It's all about this this thing. I'm not signing Kyrie. I'm not signing Kyrie <laughs> because he doesn't know what Kyrie will do next year. He might say next year now he need another six or eight weeks to, to rest. Mm -hmm. That he's going through some things that nobody knows. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that, Olale. Um, and of course, uh, looking at looking at the Olale, I'm going to stay with you now. Uh, looking at the uh, the couple of games that we've seen in the in the series right now, um, I'm pretty sure opinions have changed about about certain teams, um, especially uh, teams like the Orleans Pelican, who, who everybody typically think the the, the Suns will, will will sweep will sweep away. Uh, Boston taking taking the the guns to the net and and showing them who, who the balls are, are really are. Uh, the way the Golden State Warriors are playing right now, of course, that's that's expected. Uh, given the players they have on their roster, an overview of um, at the Toronto Raptors, with what they did against against the Seventy Sixers, uh, which which it's 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 a good one as well. Nobody is expecting them to to qualify, but of course they 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 gave an account of themselves. Uh, looking over with what we have right now, um, in the East, probably let's start with the East right now. Do you have a change of opinion on who will come out the East versus the Orc? The 76ers versus the, the Raptors, the Buck against the Bulls, the Bulls giving an account of themselves as well. Are Celtic sweeping the uh the nets into into the dust into the dustbin right now? <laughs> <laughs> Olali, I'm, I'm yeah, gonna looking stay with at you. the east. Yeah, looking at the east. Yeah, yeah, looking at the east critically now at this point. Um my prediction, my overall prediction about the east. Was uh is that the uh, the, the uh, uh, Milwaukee Bucks are going Bucks. to win? Okay. Um, I still think they looks like the favorite, despite the fact the, the injury to Chris Middleton. Uh -huh. They even they had they the one game three and game four with a lot of ease, without yeah. really probably breaking uh, breaking any uh, sweat. Uh, so much four, so, so, so yeah, yeah, so 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 very easy for them. Um, for for the Chicago Bulls, I I I, I probably for me I predicted it was going to be. 4-0 sweep, mm -hmm. uh, but they were able to get game two, and they played very well in game one, but surprisingly, 
game three and game four at home, they, they play very, very terribly, as in very poorly. I don't know why what's responsible for that. For the Celtics, the Celtics are the best team in NBA since the end of um, the All-Star games. There is something about that. Um, for most people, I think there were divided opinions about who, was, who probably was going to win their series against the net, but nobody ever predicted that it was going it's to going be It's going to be a sweep, sweep, sweep because, for them. Of course, I, I, I'm sure they are going to win tomorrow's game because uh, I think the, the Brooklyn Nets, they've actually given up. So they, nobody, they, no, they, nobody actually predicted <laughs> as if they uh, saw this coming that they are going to do it with such ease. Such ease. So I'm looking at I'm looking at that the matchup between them and and, and the Bucks and the Milwaukee Bucks is <laughs> going to be a hell of a game because right. the, the Celtics are going to have the home court advantage. Okay. For the right. for, for Philadelphia, yeah. for Philadelphia. Let me just quickly run for Philadelphia okay. now. I think injury to Joy Embiid might uh my my have some bit of probably would change the way I felt the whole thing might go. I felt they are going to probably it's going to be tough against the Miami Heat in the semi in the semifinals, but I felt they are going to win. But, but now but, with Joel but, Embiid, but jo, jo is I Joel is going for the surgery after the season. But it drastically yes, but again, it might not be that end. it might not really be that effective. It might it might affect his production. Yeah, and of for, course. I'm not I've not really seen I've not seen the kind of James Edding that can give me a bit of confidence that okay he can probably support. So as it looks it for now, I it might be seeing a Milwaukee-Miami conference final and probably, for me, I will still probably still go with the Milwaukee Box Yeah, all right. I Perfect. think Yanni is on the Catchy going to the West. Um, the Suns. <laughs> okay. We don't have to talk much about the Suns, <laughs> given that they're the Suns. Uh, the Mavericks and the and Jazz tied on 2-2 right now. Um, the Warriors will sweep the Devon Nuggets, whatever, whichever way you want to see it. Whatever way you want to see it, even if they take the game game four, probably as expected. We're still on the on the on the top quarter right now, so anything can happen. But even if they take game four, we know the good thing world are still gonna qualify. And of course, the Grizzlies and the Wolves, the, Tim- the Timberwolves, they look they look to be a, a par as well. Two two. What's it's uh, do you have a change of opinion right now uh, for the final in the um in the in the NBA, in the conference final, the Western Conference final? Uh yes, um, and my, my change in opinion because um I initially expected this uh, the Phoenix Suns who, I mean, had the NBA best record um, to make the Western Conference Finals and represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. Okay. But the injury to Devin Booker um, significantly changes that, that especially after watching the first three games and even the first half of Game 4 between the Warriors uh, and the Denver Nuggets. Um Right now, I, I thought it was going to be a final between the Warriors and the Nug- and, and the and the Suns. The uh, with the Suns winning in seven games. Uh, but right now, I think everybody who wants to get to the Western Conference, want to represent the West, would have to go through Oakland and go through the Golden State Warriors. Uh, because, and that is simply because they have now gone, they've added two new stars to the Splash Brothers and the Green. As a matter of fact, I saw 
an acronym, um, uh, and he said it was PTSD. That was the acronym. <laughs> that was the that was the acronym I saw. Uh, some people will say, "Oh, it means post-traumatic stress disorder," but they said no. Is Poole, is Trent Jr., is uh, Steph Curry, and it is Draymond Green Dray without without even including. And that goes to show you how wide really, and, they're not and how clay. big. <laughs> Clay is not even there because, of course, everybody's giving Clay time to recover. Nice in, in Gary Trent Jr. and in Jordan Poole, yeah. the Warriors have unearthed two so potential gems, gems that are making the Warriors virtually unplayable right now. And if it's if we're going to do a star versus star matchup, if it's between the Suns and the Warriors, and the I think based on that. The Warriors have a slight edge. Uh, of course, this is all hearsay. I mean, David Booker may come back right now and, and just go on a tier. But as it says, if there's no David Booker in the Suns, they may manage, they may, is what I said, manage to get to the Western Conference final. But if it is against the, the Warriors, I don't think they stand any chance. And then we'll have to give credit to uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, who scraped through the play-in and they scraped out of the playing as well. Yeah. I think having that playing tournament has given those guys a taste of what it means to play playoff basketball, which is a big success for Adam Silver and the NBA. Uh -huh. so the Wolves are giving Jam Morant led uh, Grizzlies, Grizzlies a run for their money, money right now. We did not expect that series to be this close. I thought it was going to be a gentleman sweep, four one at best, four uh, two for for the Grizzlies. But this series might go all the way to seven. All right, perfect. Thank you very much. I play into their hands right now. Yeah, uh, Shea, yeah, I'm going to come to you. Uh, looks like uh, she is the only person on hurt uh, that gave Dylan White a chance against uh, uh, Taxi Free. I'm annoyed that I did he, not he, give him a he, chance. He, he, he went past. I did not the, give the him first. a chance. <laughs> all right, perfect. All right. Uh, I, I, I'm even disappointed that it, did not, it went beyond the fourth round. Uh, Shea, we knew this is what's going to happen, anyways. But your overall assertion of the of the match or the bout, quickly. Yeah, Debo. Um, <laughs> you said Kachi gave uh, uh, Dillian White a little bit of chance. Uh, I, I I doubt that. Maybe he did it behind the scene. <laughs> uh, okay, coming into the into this uh, particular bout, we've all. Uh, we've known the build-up, um, Dylan White having issues with the pops, uh, uh, splits, not going for the uh, press the conference, pre the not conference. going for the yeah the pre-match conference and all that. But you know, you expect him to turn up on the day to even you know <laughs> uh, put up a, a kind of fight to really yeah. show that yeah, he man. was angry about something yeah, you man. understand that but all through the fight from the round one to the round six that the bout uh, totally ended uh, we noticed that uh, Dylan White is still Dylan White trying to force uh, his type of um, tactics against a skillful Tyson Fury it was totally uh, forcing the the uh, the jabs it was trying to use power against someone that has the reach and the height against you uh so uh, i think tyson fury just decided to give the fans a little, a bit, little bit of, of show. you know time to sit down enjoy their meal enjoy their drinks 
before he eventually knocked out the white. Without that, and, uh, what I could pick from that. <laughs> what I could pick actually, Debo, from that bout is that Dylan White is still Dylan White. Dylan White has fought 28 uh, bouts thereabouts. Uh, I, I think like 31 is lost like three out of it. Guess what? He lost the three fights in the same fashion. Mm -hmm. Upper court, all true. The first one was against Anthony Joshua in 2015. It was an upper court that totally disrupted his, uh, his senses and from there was out the same thing it was it was overwhelming favorite against uh povet king one that was yeah. the that, that was the fight that was supposed to set him up to meet fury in the first place mm -hmm. and uh, in the Game i think in the fifth round or sixth round upper court and that was it tyson uh, dylan white was out the He's same good. thing happened over the weekend so it shows that dylan white is a fighter that is very, very bad in defense. I just believe that going forward, anybody that fights Dylan White will just wait for that, oh, okay. for oh, him to just lose oh, the guard oh, and oh, then she, give him the upper she, court. She, she, not, she, not she, she, I have a question. Is Does he still want to fight? Uh, he still wants <laughs> to make money, I'm sure. So, and uh, another thing, therefore, is at the end of that, at the end of that fight, Tyson Fury claims that that will be his last fight. That statement will actually throw a lot of problem into the WBC w ranks. Yeah. Because if you look at the people on that there now, I, I really don't, I, I, I don't see a worthy champion. I'm sorry to say so, all the so, likes of Joe she, 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 Sorry, Sorry, let me ask you a question. So if, if he retires now and back is the belt, uh, would, would, would we need to have a fight or is it going to be to the next person? Yeah, what's going to happen is there is going to be a fight for the belt. Oh, okay. Now that Dylan White is supposed to be the heir to that throne, lost mm -hmm. this particular fight, he might not get the chance to fight for the belt because oh. he just lost the chance to fight for the belt. Oh. But if his ranking uh, gives him the opportunity to fight, then the next person uh, below him, which I believe is, I think, Joe Joyce and the likes of uh, and the Ruiz is also still there. Okay. Yes. So uh, there'll be a battle between the next two contenders. Uh, of Ruiz, course, uh, there's Jotene Wider also there. So that is how it's going to be uh, settled. And there'll be a fight for the belt. Then we we'll have a new champion. That, that would be marvelous, anyways. I will base my money, my everything on the Nata Wada against. against Dana White cannot beat anybody in that division. I'm I'm telling you, it, I'm, I'm telling I'm telling you, I'm telling you, honestly, honestly, he just wants to use his weight and the rest. It's not really useful, you know. I, I've seen, unfortunately for me, I I, I was asking Kashi yesterday. I wanted to watch the match and see how woeful is going to be, and of course, That's underwhelming, and and of course to to abuse Kashi again for saying my even gets one knock knock down. Okay, whatever. Uh, the only way we get that, like I said on the show last week, is if there is a free and go back to using crack and cocaine. Anyways, um, big ass the what um won this two guard open, uh breezy pass Sabalenka in the final in state set 6062, uh, uh, which is a good one for us. We'll go on a quick break right now. When we come back, we'll be jumping into the footballing world where we have so much, and I'm gonna be starting with Olawale with Arsenal having a good week. 
Yeah, so uh, Kasha, I'm going to come to you now, and, and it's the ban, the, the purported ban of um, Russian and Belarusian um, um, tennis player from the Wimbledon Open. And I know I've mm -hmm. said it, we, we said this before, uh, the fact that it's, it's, it's crazy. Your thoughts on, on that, quickly. I still think it's crazy. I agree with what um, uh, former world number one, uh, the Djokovic said about it. I personally don't like uh, involving sports and politics together because that ban, uh, what it potentially means is that Daniel Medvedev may not be able to play uh, at Wimbledon. Uh, I, I know I don't have the power to contest it, but it's something that I don't support. It sets a very bad precedence. But you can also argue that we've seen it happen before. If you remember Yugoslavia, um, excluded from the Euros in 1992, allowing Denmark to come in to do it. It will not be the first time it will happen. It will not be the last time, but it's just not something I support. All right. Actually, uh, do you support them or you have an excuse for, for Wimbledon on, on this one? No, 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 no. And 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 I just need to say something about what uh, Kachi just said. Uh, I think Yugoslavia was exempted because yeah, that is the country. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. And another thing is already this season, uh, I think the ATP already banned Russia and Belarus to play as a country. These guys are playing as, an as themselves, as an athlete, and they are actually not flying the flags of their country. Why stop them from athletes from actually earning a living because uh, the president of their country decided to invade another country? I think that is totally out of place. And uh, I've heard that the HTC and the WTA are really looking at uh, reacting to this. We don't know what the extent to uh, 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 the extent of reaction they are going to also pull out if they are also going to come with their home ban and fines against uh, <laughs> the LTA and uh, the host of the Wimbledon. Let's see. I don't stand for that. For that All right. Ban. Perfect. Thank you very much. Olali, you have an excuse for them um, or this is... No, no, no. I'm, I'm surprised that everybody is shocked that this is happening. This is what the British, this is what they do. Overreacting to everything. Trying to claim they are the only saints people around the world. They are the only people who knows what is right from what is wrong. It makes no sense. These are people, like she said, these are guys representing themselves individually. Like, like what Kachi said about Yugoslavia, I think Yugoslavia even excuse themselves. So they excuse themselves, Allah required. Yeah, so, so for, for, uh, I think in conclusion, it's a bad precedence. And because there, we, we are still going to have multiple political conflicts around the world, that we were around this kind of action. And it might be countries that probably friendly countries oh, friends, to the United Kingdom, which they will not be able to take such decisions. They are setting themselves <laughs> up for a disaster. And for me, I'm not surprised. They are hypocrites. That's who they are. They don't care. We've been seeing this since 1967. So, but, but don't let's go. I'm not surprised about their action. Everything is about the action. Okay. And um, so many dicey, dicey uh, decisions go in their favor. Don't go anywhere, guys. <laughs> Jumping straight into the footballing world right now, what we have a marvelous one, um, so to speak, um, for Arsenal. 
I'm, I'm going to start there for now. I'm, I'm a huge critic of um, 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 Ateta, Mikel Ateta, not because of his footballing brain, but because of his man management. Let me just put it out there uh, once again. And um, of course, he, he has shown in the past couple of weeks as well that he's deficient tactically as well, but not overtly deficient. Olali, we see Arsenal coming back thanks to individual errors, poor team selection by Chelsea, and of course, some poor officiating, or should I say some decisions that could have easily gone against Arsenal in the past, going for them against Manchester United. Um, do, we, do we have another ball playing and um, looking good right now for Arsenal, particularly? And what, what, would you, what do you think of their little run against United and Chelsea, games that uh, probably we're expecting them to lose or not get maximum three points from? Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic victories for us now, uh, most especially uh, the Chelsea win, uh, because they have their, as in, they have they have everything probably going against them prior to that match, uh, since the loss to what do you call it now? Uh, Crystal Palace. Palace when, uh, what's the name of this Ghanaian guy? Thomas um, um, When he sustained that injury, and we all know how important it is to this squad. But unfortunately, um, what probably separates uh, the what do you call it? The best coaches from let me say, the ones that are trying to become the best is the ability to make those adjustments and not overcomplicating it. Um, they say uh, uh, not overcomplicating things. What we saw then was against uh, Brighton, Arsenal couldn't really compete in the central midfield. Uh, there were a bit of disaster trying to draft you playing Shaka on the left uh, as a left back and playing. Um, they got a little, bit, a, a little bit too deeper, deep, uh, which was probably, uh, which didn't really suit them. So it took him like two or three games to figure out that he has another central midfielder in Eleni, who probably <laughs> bring a lot of stability back into the team. And for the Chelsea game, even though there were some errors in those goals, in those goals, they really deserved it. Arsenal pressed Chelsea very high. They denied them the space. They uh, I think they are young. They they are, they, they, are, they showed that their young blood, as in that young um, that youthfulness in the team. Yeah, we saw it coming to play. They had the control of that game, and they had a deserved victory against United. I don't think you need a soothsayer to predict that Arsenal should ordinarily win the game. United, if you watch United game prior to that the week before against Norwich City, they were just all over the place. United are just too easy to play against now. Ronaldo probably, out of this one, wanted to make, what do you call it? Uh, it wasn't really a perfect game for Arsenal. Tavares with some schoolboy errors here and there. Ronaldo single-handedly trying to make some... Uh, make some a contest out of but, it. But, but, but if you still look at it, the balance of everything that happens, how Arsenal started the game, you still feel like that is the right result. The right team actually won. And we thought with Spurs, not probably become a big... I don't want to ask you about sports, Lali. Please, just stick to us now. Leave sports out of this for a second. No, no, I'm trying to relate to, it. Uh, no, I'm no, no, trying no, to relate don't relate it. it. Don't, don't okay, say sorry, okay, about okay, sports. Okay. So for now, good for us now. They are in control of their destiny now. All they need to do is to keep winning and avoid a loss anytime they visit the Tottenham Stadium. Okay, uh, thank you very much for that, Lali. Um, Shehi, before I, I go to other things, I just want to ask you a question. And my two questions are, 
two things that Manchester United needs and they tend not to do. Ronaldo loved the crosses into the box. Nobody's giving him that. He has complained about that over time, but nobody's doing that. Uh, number two is the fact that everybody seems to think Wamata is the oldest guy on the block. And I still see, I think he's 32 years old or 33 years old. He's not the oldest human being. We saw what that receiver did uh, before he left Manchester City. And the third thing is what came into four uh, with Manchester United, stepping back a little bit before signing Bruno Fernandes. They were supposed to sign Bruno Fernandes over the summer. They waited until January because during the analysis, they found out that Bruno Fernandes tend to lose balls, misplay passes, uh, get, get loose concentration or focus in the middle of the pack, which sometimes could potentially um, be of, of disadvantage to anything that he's playing for. And we saw that in, in the case of the three, the third, uh, the, the third goal. Uh, um, Shay, I want you to answer one after the other quickly. Oh, okay, um, you started with the Ronaldo. Uh, wanting crosses, yeah, and wanting uh, co crosses into the box, uh, so that he can do the needful. And um, I think uh, there's quite a lot of uh, confusion in that team, and it starts even from the defense. Uh, I think before running, uh, we happen to see quite a lot of um. Luxor running, uh, busting forward and getting the cross into the box. Um, to use Alex Teles. Yeah, it also happened to be a good cross out of the ball. Yeah. But suddenly, I think uh, the mix of uh, the people running from the wings is just the issue for running at, at the moment. But uh, basically, it's a no-brainer. You have a Ronaldo 37-year-old that has called as much as 20 goals in a season for a team that is underperforming, why not find a way to create service and get it across to him? That right now is one of the issues we have in Manchester United. Uh, probably that will be sorted out next season, hopefully. Um, to one matter. Uh, one matter. I think uh, one matter, one matter. We know one matter is a little magician. And um, I wonder why they bring in Ramata for five minutes to come and do the magic they feel he can do in, in five minutes. Uh, the issue about uh, Manchester United is that particular way they want to play and they don't see Ramata as a key aspect of it. And that has been the reason why Ramata has not really been playing for Manchester United. Uh, I think we've seen Wamata even better recently under Ragnik. Ragnik, exactly. exactly. So I, I, I guess uh, during Ole, Ole actually wanted to play a counter-attack football. Wamata is not going to function that kind of system. Uh, you and I know that. So I understand that part. Of course, we criticize that. Olawale uh, can attest to that. But with Rangnick that really wants to play football the way it should be played, which I think that's the reason why he has the likes of um, uh, Dalo on the right flank, which personally for me in this season, I disagree with that. But 
he still plays him and he plays Alex Telex that also likes to go forward, not really to defend. I guess the best type of 10 to play in that team is Wamata. But also, we should not forget that this is the Premier League. Uh, the aged actually suffers in this particular league. So for that, that's a big question mark over Wamata. The top question is about uh, Bruno Fernandes. And I think I should just... Uh, just uh, quickly, yeah. yeah because Ola, 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 just to put it, Ola Ali's best friend, Babatsuda Adeleke, always talks about it. And you feel he's a, <laughs> sometimes you feel he's a madman, but at, at a point, you just look at the point, I'm like, okay. It, it, it does not make so much sense, but sometimes sense, it's, but it'll at, be, at times it'll it makes be sense. sense I, I, I totally agree with you, Debo, and I've always been reading. When I see him send up the charts, I like to read. Because at times he says off point, at times he's just spot on. But the thing about Bruno, the thing about Bruno is that, and the thing about every player in the world is about statistics. If uh, there was a time we had this also uh, discussion about Ronaldo holding up the play of Manchester United earlier mm-hmm. in the season. Yeah. But this Ronaldo keeps being the guy that comes up with the goods. So what do you say about that? <laughs> I think when we talk about the statistics about uh, 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 Bruno, even before Ronaldo, uh-huh. Bruno has actually carried the Manchester United team. And there's something about when you have a player that really contributes more than others. That is where the problem is. The likes of Pogba that are supposed to support Bruno when he drops the ball, the likes of uh, Fred that are supposed to pick up the ball, chase every guy all around the field, they also drop passes. In fact, they make their own mistakes in more terrible positions Positions than Bruno. Bruno. If 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 you notice, they do. Bruno actually even uh, recovers better than these guys. So what I'm trying to say is that the team is broken. The team is uh, it's just the whole team. If you have a fantastic four behind Bruno, when Bruno loses the passes, he chases it down. That it's was more, the more reason pop. why they had, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'll uh, I'll uh, the Man, Man City uh, old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fernandinho. Yeah, Fernandinho during the days of David Silva. And now you have uh, Rodri. Uh, was it, uh, Rodri doing the same thing. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I know how only I, I, it. No, you see, I, I don't want to say much about this because there's just one thing I just want to say. The problem with the United setup is this. The, uh, this, uh, this orientation of a defensive midfielder should be the one doing the defending. It is where the problem is. Go and look at Liverpool. Go and look at Man City. They boy, you, you are saying something about how, uh, what do you call it, David Silva to operate in the central position. Do you know David Silva works hard better than any of Manchester United midfielders? That is the problem. Bruno just, Bruno, Bruno just wants to play as a number 10. Pogba just wants to play like a number 10. Nobody's ready to put in the shift. Nobody's ready to do the pressing. And that was in as much as I rightly my have some of his faults. But the fact that, the, you see, the board has a problem. Mm. Bruno now is probably going through one of the worst periods in United as since he signed. But you just gave him an improved contract on what basis now? 
Like for for the things that for the things he has done. But what about the signs we are seeing now? You are not putting that into consideration. No, no, no. I'm trying to point out. Okay. Most of these players feel like they are very, very important. Like they can they have access to the board. I saw one, I saw one particular in uh news somewhere that most immediately they heard that uh Ragnick is going to be on a temporary basis. Most of them don't accept the instruction it gives them in training in terms of this how we want to play. They are too lazy to play that kind of football. Most United players cannot play on that I'm telling you because press. they are not hard working. All right, perfect. Um, Kachi, I'm going to come to you now. So ETH, for the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, Ethereum is coming to football. Uh, but they told me it's not if Ethereum is <laughs> coming to Manchester United. And um, we've seen what he has done in the past, you know, uh, worked closely with um, Pep Guardiola, got to the semifinal with a youthful um, I asked the semi-final of the of the Champions League, you know, won um, the couple of times, you know, won the uh, KMBBN uh, Cup as well in Orland. And there's a huge expectation on, on, on this young man uh, coming to Manchester United um, um, next season. What should be the, uh, the, the enabling environment for, for, for Ethereum 1.02 to succeed at Manchester United? The first thing is um, they should give him full guarantee that he has at least three years uh, to implement his ideas because um, the canker worm right now in the Manchester United fabric has eaten so deep that um, two to three signings or one signing, one transfer window will not be enough uh, to to. To shape, to, shape uh, this to compensate, yeah, or, or shape up the team in, in the image of uh, Eric Ten Hag. So he needs to be certain that he has time to do that, uh, which is what uh, Guardiola enjoys, which is what uh, uh, Klopp enjoys. Let's not forget that when Klopp came to, to Liverpool, he was, he, was drop, he was losing a four-goal advantage to Crystal Palace, if you, if you remember then. The, yeah. This team wasn't yet... In his image, he inherited a bunch of players, and he had to do some overhauling. Mm -hmm. The second thing they need to do is they need to stop issuing out contracts, contracts extensions right now. They knew they needed a new coach, and Olawale, I think Olawale or Shehi alluded to it. They went to give Bruno Fernandes that massive extension. What if the new coach doesn't like him? Exactly my point. What if Bruno Fernandes is not the type of player he wants to build his team around? You have already put yourself, shot yourself in the foot by by hemorrhaging a three-year contract to that guy. And I'm not, I mean, it's decent when he's played with the right set of people and he has the right mindset. So for me, for him to succeed, he has to know, he has to have the confidence that there will be no pressure for me to fail. You see the kind of capital that Xavi is enjoying in, in, in Barcelona, that they, they can lose to Rayo Vallecano. They can lose to Eintracht no, Frankfurt and no one is calling for his head. That is what Eric Ten Hag needs, needs, number right one. Now. Number yeah. two, um, you see the kind of say that uh, uh, Pep and Klopp has in players signed. You just don't sign any, you just don't come and say, I have $150 million to sign. Signed, yeah, signed. And, and you just sign a bit. Right. 
he has to be involved. It has to be players he identifies. We've noticed that this was the issue with Manchester United. And the first person that told us this was the issue was my very good friend, someone I love very much in Jose Mourinho, that I identified players, but the United board was not buying them for me. That does not have to be the story this time around. Once they can get those three, three, three things first, and I'm not saying those are the only three things, but once he has that assurance that my project has time to develop, mm -hmm. I will be actively involved in Science. personnel signing and nobody's good. Don't give anybody any contract extension until I ask. We can see how, um, what's his name? Mo Salah cannot blackmail Liverpool. Why? Because Pep identified repl potential replacement. Replacement. Such that if Mo Salah should leave right now, Liverpool is still in very good hands because he has brought in players in the likes of Luis Diaz. We've seen what Thiago Silva has done since he came in and is fully fit transforming that midfield. Those that want to go should go, but anybody coming in should be in the most... Thiago Alcantara, not Thiago Silva. <laughs> no, I said Thiago Silva, Thiago Alcantara. Apologies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thiago, I, I should probably have just said Thiago, but all I'm pretty much trying to say, and yeah. I'm not a man fan, and I don't spend so much time looking at what happens in Carrington, but all mm. I need to say is he must be involved in who comes in. I, he okay. would not just give them a list and then they'll be like, well, we still need to sell Jesse, so we still need we, to we, bring we, in this we, fan. We don't want Ivan Perisic. <laughs> you know, that kind we, of... No, we don't want Ivan Perisic. You remember, Ba? Yeah, you remember. remember. That, was, that, was, that was a big thing. Mourinho needed Ivan Perisic to come in because that was a Mourinho kind of player. Uh -huh. He would have done... He would have, prob he would have probably that elevated was just yeah. All right. Perfect. Thank you very much for that. Um, Olale, I'm going to come to you now. Bayern Munich won their 10th straight um, Jama Bully. Uh, no Congratulations surprise. to Alfonso Davies. <laughs> of course, Alfonso Davies. Um, it, it, it's not... Alfonso Davies because perhaps it's the not, first Canadian player to win the German League. I think that should yes. be the right. That should be yes. right. It's not... I, I, uh, I think outside that, is there other no, 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 It's not surprising, <laughs> but right now, we're seeing... Um, um, you made me forget what I want to say. Um, Lewandowski <laughs> winning um, the, 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 uh, the IS goal scorer, if he does win, because right now he's 12 goals ahead of um, Shenik, who is right, uh, behind him, 12 goals. Uh, this is going to be the fifth time he has broken the record of getting Muller last season. Now he's going to be a step ahead. While uh, Muller is going to, he's on 17 assists right now. He holds the record for the most assists in the history of German League for 21 assists. And they have like three or four games left. So potentially, Muller could be uh, doing this as well. But at this point, is there something to make this league a little bit more competitive? And we don't see a single winner in 10 seasons. That's, 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 that's crazy. And uh, when, but see, you have this kind of thing when, uh, other teams in the league feel like um, Bayern is like a big brother to them. Uh, there was a time when Borussia Dortmund had a lot of financial issues. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't I can't hear you very well, Ali. Yeah, I said there was a time when Borussia Dortmund had a lot of financial issues. Yeah, great. Um, it wasn't a secret that Bayern actually built them out. Part of the people that built them out. Uh, 
I think the, what we've been saying in the past that we've probably not been saying recently, uh, one seems somewhere with some proper youth development and uh, being able to keep a, uh, their youth players for like three or four years, which probably spring up in some of those years where Bayern are not really at their best. Yeah. Probably come and make the league. Like, but we've not been able to see that because it, 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 yeah, right from history, most German teams cannot compete with Bayern. It's like a league that everybody's just financially, everybody's just here to feed Bayern. If they don't even drag them. Oliver, uh, what is the goalkeeper was signed for Shaka? Oh, for when Brandy mm-hmm. Shaka was a bit for uh, for me, yeah, yeah we, we all remember, we all remember the Michael Balak of these days, the Michael Balak of these days, all these players. It doesn't, they don't even sweat, you know. Even my United will sign player from Tottenham, you know, how you are going to sweat before you mm-hmm. get that player, yeah. Even they don't sweat, it's just like, okay, how far now is this guy available now, okay. Uh, big money now. So, Mario Goza. All right. Perfect. But, but it is getting, it's getting boring. And I but, think yeah. it's already affecting them in the Champions League. Champions League as well. You could see that intensity. Even against the Red Bull Salzburg, that first leg, they were beat not up to it because when you play in a league where it's... The same thing happens to PSG. Yeah. PSG, is, they, they are not playing a competitive league. When they jump into that second round stage of the Champions League, it's a different thing entirely. Different, different thing entirely. So I just hope something can be done. We can just have probably Borussia Dortmund at least come up with something. Even if yeah. they are going to win. Now it's now more like a routine thing. Routine thing. All right, perfect. Thank you very much for that, Olali. And of course, uh, Kachi, I'm going to come to you. The uh, Bayern Munich currently have 75 points, having played 31 games. They say about seven games or thereabouts left to be played in the bully. And um, the close person following them is 60, was on 63 points. That's about 12 points gap uh, between them and Borussia Dortmund. And they've defeated Borussia Dortmund over the weekend to uh, secure the league yet again. But actually, I'm going to come to you. PSG has won um, their own 10th equaling record uh, uh, league title with center 10. Uh, Messi scoring one goal, uh, Neymar assisting against um, Lons. But, but, but we're seeing, w- do you think this will be able to save the job of uh, Mauricio Pochettino? Who is, who, of course, is no secret, was disappointed I did not get the, uh, the Manchester United job. Catch it. I don't think it will be enough to save uh, Pochettino's uh, career. Uh, based on the, the news and uh, fillers I, I received today, um, Antonio Conte has already pitched himself uh, to the PSG management that he oh, will wow. be interested if that position becomes vacant. But first, let's say big congratulations to Mauricio Pochettino. This is his first title um, oh, wow, as, a, as a coach. Woo. So um, we, we hope it, it bodes uh, good and better things for him. I, uh, just a funny, a funny joke. Well, not a joke. A funny story I saw. Um, they sell some memorabilia of clubs in England, and I saw the one for for Manchester United. And at the back of each memorabilia, they put all the honors of the club. And you know, Manchester United had a full page back page. Manchester City had a full back page. Arsenal had a full back page. And Tottenham Hotspur only had the Tottenham Hotspur logo on the back page <laughs> with no honor. So, so it's a good thing that Pochettino is getting something outside of Spurs, but it's not enough. They lost to 
teams they probably wouldn't have lost to before. They lost in the uh, the coup coup uh, the, uh, the coup yeah. to France or as well, which is something they weren't doing very often. Uh, PSG lost four games, which is unlike them. Uh, particularly, I think also the fact that they did not perform well in the Champions in, um, in the Champions League also plays a part. And to let you know that Pochettino would not would most likely not stay. The last 15 minutes of the last the game they drew over the weekend, the PSG Ultras, the most ardent supporters, mm-hmm. instead of staying back to celebrate the championship with Wait. the team, left the stadium in protest. Um, that that lets you know how. Because sometimes, if you want to know what senior management think, you need to look at what the ultras are doing. Because you may think they are just called ultras. The truth is, they have the ears and of eyes the of the senior management. So I don't think it's enough. I think it's job well done, but it has to now probably go to Germany and try and make that German Farmers League uh, a bit more competitive right now. Um, I think Antonio Conte, if he does not get a Champions League spot in Spurs, if he finishes fifth or sixth, would definitely be the next person in, in France. Uh, congratulations to Messi. If he, if he had scored two more goals, maybe he would have been in conversation for the Ballon d'Or <laughs> and won't be one of the year. But All right. that's Perfect. just me. Just to put it out, there are rumors are right now that the Qataris wants to leave PSG. This is something we might be seeing. Hopefully not um, for the sake of Champions League football, but probably we could be um, seeing that potentially. And um, Chris Coleman has won a league title for every season that he had since he has become a professional with Juventus, uh, PSG, and of course, uh, Bayern Munich. And of course, um, to the Champions League now. Predictions, predictions time for the Champions League and your analysis for the Champions League. Ali, I'm going to start with you. Uh, City playing a, uh, at home against Real Madrid. What is your prediction? Just prediction or you want me to delve into it? Yeah, delve into it a little bit and tell us what your predictions are. What your predictions are. City are playing at home. Yeah, City are playing at home at the LCR Stadium. Now, um, I feel it's a game... Uh, you need to come a little bit closer. I can hear you very well. Yeah, well, I, I think one thing about one unique thing about this Real Madrid team, why they are very dangerous for City is they don't have to play at their best before getting the results. They are mm-hmm. very clinical up front. Uh, their transition from defense briefly to attack is very very good. Uh, they are uh, they can stand the pressure. They are guys who are very comfortable on the ball. But I think City has a myth. I think City are, City, are, City are going to pass them into submission. That is very guaranteed. My problem with City is going to be uh, how clinical are they going to be on that day? And how far can they keep their concentration in check? Because Karim Benzema just need just uh, have chance for him to, 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 bury, to, to, get to, to bury City. But I just think City might just have too much for them uh, in this in this encounter. I'm probably seeing um, a two zero city. Two zero city. All right, perfect. Shay, what about you? Are you looking at two zero city as well, or um, I, just to add to what Olawale's um, uh, analysis of the game in total? I think City. Um, City's uh, Achilles heel will be their defense. He just mentioned about the fluidity of uh, 
uh, Real Madrid attack. The way yeah. they just attack from defense, uh, Modric can move ball from one half to the other with a uh -huh. final pass that can actually kill the, uh, kill the game. And also, if you have to look at the Man City defense right now, okay, thank God they're, they're Diaz having uh, Ruben Diaz back. But they have uh, Cancelo is suspended and Walker is injured at the moment. So I'm seeing a possibility of them having their wing backs as their, as their weakness in this particular match. <laughs> of course, let's see how that turns out. Uh, but I think it's going to be a high scoring. Uh, so what, what's uh, the prediction? Probably a 3-2 uh, win for City. Okay. All right. Perfect. Kachi? Um, in spite of uh, all the injuries that um, Pep Guardiola wanted us to believe, saying after the Liverpool FA Cup semi-final game that they had 72 treatments, uh, or, so 72 different injuries. Um, I don't know how true that is and how possible it is. And the fact that they were able to rest players against Watford and still get the job done, I expect City to win it. But that does not mean that... Um, Madrid's individual brilliance may not come up. Uh, it is not a game I expect City to lose, although it will not come as a rude shock if it happens. I'm not saying it will. I think City wins this 3-1. All right, perfect. And I'm, I'm calling out a draw of my own part. Uh, I would Ooh, say... I'll say 2-2 draw. Uh, I, I'm wow. pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm going to be wrong, I will, but... I will, I will interact you. I will interact you something if that is... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm richer. Can't you say that because you know, obviously, I'm not going to win. So, um, <laughs> and of course, um, Liverpool going in for their seventh title, uh, trying to equal uh, Milan, are playing against Villarreal away from home. Um, Kachi, Villarreal, Liverpool. Villarreal looks like... They looks like... The crazy team right now. Yes, they are the giant slayers. Um, um, and I think they will bring the game to Liverpool, but I think that will play into Liverpool's hands. You don't really need to bring the game against them. They are very organized, probably the best organized team compared to Bayern Munich and the uh, Juventus that Villarreal faced. It will be a big result if Villarreal gets a draw, which is what I think it will be. But but that's what my head says it will be. But uh, because I'm also on the show and I don't like score draws, I think I'll give this 3-2 to Liverpool. Okay. Are you sure? Are you sure? Villarreal cannot score two goals. Are you sure they can score two goals? Uh, they can get two goals. If Danjuma would go, don't even be surprised. I like to root for Nigeria. Chukweze would also get another goal. It will be consolatory. <laughs> At that time, it will be 3-1 and Chukweze will get a goal to make it 3-2. Okay, all right, Shay. What about you? Do you agree with uh, I don't agree with Kachi anyway. I don't think Villarreal has got too good. Um, okay, I, I, I think um, I think we mentioned earlier in the season, in the second half of the season, that Villarreal actually turning into Atletico Madrid. Uh, I think um, uh, Gabor's former coach is doing wonders in Villarreal. Uh, I want to remind him that he's <laughs> doing wonders with Villarreal winning the Europa League and also doing what they are doing at the moment in the Champions League. It's, it's mind-blowing. I think um, 
they will also cost Liverpool's eye line, eye defense, a, a, a big problem. Uh, Danjuma is going to cause them a big problem. But uh, all that being said, I still think uh, Liverpool is going to hedge this. Uh, might be a 2-1 win uh, on this uh, on this particular night, uh, okay. first leg. All right, perfect. What about you, Alali? Yeah, I, um, although we have to give a lot of we need to give a lot of I can't hear you, Lali. I can't hear you. I said, well, we have to admire whatever Villarreal have done so far this season. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think alongside um, Real Madrid, looking at the the journey so far, especially from the second round, they had to uh, they defeated the favorite Juventus in the second round. Same thing, Bayern Munich uh, against Liverpool. Just like she said, the high line defense. Um, you know these guys are Spaniards. Very intelligent. But something just tell me Liverpool are in a probably different mode right now. And knowing the fact that I'm sure they are aware of what Villarreal have done in the previous round. Something tells me Liverpool is going to blow them away. Like a 4 0. Okay. And uh, uh, for me, I'll call it a 3 1, uh, sorry, a 3 0 victory for, for, for Liverpool. And of course, um, Ronaldo still remains the highest goal scorer in the history of the Champions League. Going around 40 goals, and he has equally has the most appearances, equally has the most assists in the Champions League as well. So it's Ronaldo's show. I probably would not be in the Champions League next season anyways. Uh, but at least for now, he is a, uh, is a show. Uh, Derby County, against all odds and all their fights, went down uh, in the um, the championship. Odam fans has come out to fight against their own um, football football management for mismanagement of the club, and they are not in any way, form or fashion, happy with the ownership, uh, the owners of the club right now and how it's being run. And according to reports being monitored, we could be seeing the signing off of Chelsea within the week. So Chelsea could have a new owner within the week. Don't forget Serena Williams and Luis Amertin are putting money on the table to join in the ownership of Chelsea Football Club. Luis Amertin, for all you know, uh, is an Arsenal fan, but of course, he wants to buy Chelsea, and Verstappen has come out to say he will not do that to a club that he loves. Um, Kachi, Tottenham was poor, the sports again. They just needed to win the London Derby, and they were lucky enough to even get to get off with a draw uh, in the said match. Do you think, because uh, um, I was... Uh, Honestly, I don't like them, but I'm rooting for them to get a fourth position because of Antonio Conte. Do you think this is going to happen at the end of the, come the come end of the season? Um, it's not in their hands. Um, you, you said, I mean, they also almost lost this game to Brentford. If that last header, I uh, can't remember his name now. I definitely. Uh, if yeah, if that last header that hit the bar had gone in, I mean, this is not what we'll be saying. Uh, Tottenham left the door open. Well, I should say Arsenal left the door open for Tottenham. Now Tottenham has left the door wide open for, for Arsenal as well. Uh, their destiny is not in their hands. It is very likely, and that is why Antonio Conte started pitching himself to, <laughs> to PSG. Um, all Arsenal has to do in the remaining four, four to five games is win out and don't just lose against us, which is doable. They don't have that fortitude, so to speak, that they used to have in the past. Uh, 
But yeah, it's just who taught enemies. That's why they only have their logo at the back of a product that they were selling in the all right, perfect. Um, she, at the start of the at the start of the year, we saw Newcastle languishing in the bottom, uh, the bottom half of the Bruno league. Kumarash. And uh, Bruno, well, Bruno is losing the penalty. Bruno in the last three games has scored four goals and um and um and created an assist as well. Right now, at the, before at the start at the kickoff on Sunday, uh, Newcastle on ninth position. At the end of the day, they were on tenth position. Who will have thought? And how much of credit should we give to Eddie um, Howe? Eddie Howe for, 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 the, for the job he has done so far with Newcastle? Yeah, uh, as in a uh, fantastic um, uh, work, uh, job done by Eddie Howe in just how many months? Uh, three to like four months. Uh -huh. I, recall, I recall in January we actually had this uh, discussion also about uh what is going to happen are they going to stay up or are they going to go down and you know to start all over uh but you know we mentioned the signings that eddie how did immediately took over uh getting those players he needs for mm -hmm. this particular moment yeah and yeah. guess what uh, they've actually uh replicated what uh, they believe he has put in them uh, the likes of uh, uh, Bruno Gomez, um, uh, Bruno Gomez, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, what was it called? Uh, the English, Trippier. Uh, Trippier. yeah, Trippier got injured, but you can see what he actually puts into the team before he got injured. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, you you also want to believe that even though. The, the, the guy is injured, is one of the most experienced players in that team. He will be, he will also be in the dressing room, you know, putting yeah. in the, the team talks and uh -huh. helping the uh -huh. coach to pass the message to uh -huh. the younger guys. Uh -huh. So I guess that is what he did when he came in. And imagine, they're in the top half of the Premier oh, League. I think this is almost so, like so, so you give you give, you give you give Eddie what will you give Eddie now uh, 80 percent 70 percent 90 uh, you have to give him like 85 percent what he has done is is magical is magical right. because in January if you are fighting relegation in January you are not supposed to be in the top half this is the top Premier up. League yeah so we yeah. need to really comment all Eddie right Howard. perfect thank you very much for that Olali, I'm gonna come to you now uh, we seem to um, say, um, uh, um, what's this guy's name? Uh, Roma Lukaku is not so good uh, with what he has done, blah, blah, blah. But, but, but he, he has shown in a couple of games that he can come into the game and um, win a penalty, get a... So Lukaku came in, um, did a little bit of wonder for them, got the assist, win the penalty for them. He did the same thing against Aston Villa. Um, this same season, uh, won won them against. I uh, got them a go against. I believe Brighton and Nov. How do you think at this point? Probably Lukaku could be could help them in the runoff to stabilize their 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 top three finish, and of course, probably win them the FA Cup trophy as well. Of course, he can do that, but that is if the coach actually probably uh, have any little confidence in in his ability to do that. I think the problem presently at Chelsea is not the problem of whether Lukaku is uh, talented. I'm, let, let, first of all, let me point out, I'm, I'm probably not a fan of 
the Lukaku style of play. But I will not, I will not come here to deny the fact that Lukaku is not a scrub. Lukaku is a proper elite striker. Let me use that word. He's an elite striker. If put in a proper environment and play to his strength, he's going to get you goals. Prior to his injury, when he came to Chelsea, when, when he arrived at Chelsea, he was he, he was probably doing okay. But the reason why I think he was not that productive was more down to more of the way Chelsea plays, Seven. not that Lukaku himself. For whatever, since Lukaku, okay, for the games, if not Chelsea might come one or one or two games, score like four or five goals. But the problem with the team is still there. It's the creative orb. Mm. As far as they play that 3 5 to give them that solidity in terms of the fence. But I think their major problem the is the creativity. The CM, uh, they are two CM1. Then the attacking midfield that's playing behind Lukaku. Mount, for all, for all his indoor uh, work rate, is not the most intelligent attacking midfielder. There are times, if you, if, if you watch Lukaku very well, there are times you see him pointing, using his hand to point that I expect the ball around this place. You all do you see, you see Messi Mouse just shooting the ball. <laughs> so it's just a matter of the way they set up. The Kaku didn't start this game, neither was he uh, uh, a few games before the after game. Against Bell, yeah. but he didn't start. Yeah. So it's not like Lukaku is that major problem. He was injured and the Figure out a way of playing and this. Without, without it's what, him. It, 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 it depends on what the coach actually feels. And how, I, I, uh, if he feels like Lukaku can help him, fine. I think he's available to do that. The only Lukaku probably saga in Chelsea is still a bit confusing to me as I stand now because I think the guy is not the problem. The problem is deeper and it's hard to do with the setup of the team. Of the team. So, yeah, and you know, you know, uh, for anybody that cares to listen, I'm against the setup of Chelsea. I think Chelsea should be contending for the uh, for the championship. I think they should be doing better than they are doing right now. But playing the three five two or the five at the back technically is not going to solve the problem. If as a coach, because uh, Ben Chilwell and um, Rhys James had injury at the time uh, after the Juventus game, the Champions League, there's a reason why. There's a there's a collapse, so to speak. Then the coach will look inwardly and see how he can do. Because a lot of talk, we spoke about Ateta and the the management of team. If something is not working as a good coach, look for an alternative. The, you can't stick to just one plan. Uh, but of course, Kachi, Nemesis is catching up with Everton right now. <laughs> Liverpool sets a J two point two to Everton <laughs> to ensure that he gets. Relegated, they brought it. Um, Lamps and uh, Lamps is not doing a very good job right now, honestly. If you ask me, uh, Bolly winning is a very is a catastrophic uh, uh, result for Everton <laughs> and Leeds United. The two of them, what do you think will go down at the end of the day? At the end of the day, uh... Bolly Everton and um, uh, Bondi Everton and Leeds United. Because they look to be, they look to be uh, struggling between the three of them right now. 29, 31, 33. That's what their points look like right now. Uh, my heart wants, uh, wants it to be Burnley, uh, simply because I want to continue to see more Messi side derbies. Uh, this weekend, Messi side derby was the 128th, I think, time that they will face, face each other. other in the Premier League. Uh, and um, 
I want that to continue. However, results have not shown that they can do that. Uh, as sad as it may sound, uh, one win in nine, uh, the one win in uh, one win in eleven, I think, uh, tells me that uh, Lamp is way, way over his head uh, with the with the Everton job, and that's really why someone like um, uh, Wayne Rooney says he don't take his time is now to coach a big team because you still need that emotional intelligence, which I think Frank Lampard is lacking. Uh, as much as I, I want it to be Burnley, I think it will be Everton because, I mean, they have four games to save their skin, but they've not shown me they can do it. Burnley, we know, can grind out results. They have six. They have six games. They have six yeah. games to save their skin. Uh, the month of May will be really critical. Um, ask me this question again if they do well in the first game in May, but if they lose again in May, I think it's Adidas <laughs> chief for Everton. Oh, and unfortunately uh, for everything, their next game is going to be uh, against Chelsea at Goddison okay. Park. Next, they travel to Leicester City. Then they host Watford. Then they host, uh, they travel to Watford and they, they're going to be hosting uh, Brentford. Then host Crystal Palace. Then on the final day, host Arsenal that is going to be chasing the champions. So it doesn't look too so good for... For uh, uh she is telling me behind closed doors that lead is going down, it's not going to be either Burnley <laughs> or everything. <laughs> that that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting one, if you ask me. And of course, Burnley won one new against Uberhampton Wanderers, and um Origi scoring the sixth goal in 10 games in 10 messages at Derby for for uh Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool FC, but 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 the question, but the real question, um, she is, it's is this: if you are Diko, um, um, Origi, do you are you going to be churning out that kind of um, appearances for your coach, knowing that he's never going to use you, uh, or he doesn't trust you enough to use you? And my second question would be: Do you think the management level of club is so top notch that a player that does not play when the chips are not down, still turns out this kind of um, uh, this kind of performances for the coach. I'm not going to say for the club. I'm going to say for the coach right now. Quickly, Shay. I would like to start by saying uh, Origi is a legend. He's a Liverpool legend. <laughs> and um, it's, it's uh, as in, it's mind-blowing to have that kind of player to sit on the bench. And every time he comes on, is scoring important goals, not just goals, important goals. Um, Klopp's problem is that he has a system he plays and he buys the players for that particular system. And um, you can agree with me that Origi is not the typical player for that system. Yeah, yeah, but 100%. he still needs Origi when the chips are down. So it's just like a marriage made in heaven. <laughs> if... <laughs> If the concubine decides to, <laughs> to leave, there will be a problem. So uh, talking about my management of club, I think this is one, this is a particular uh, uh, situation he needs to write in a book, maybe later after his uh, career or maybe sometimes during his career. I think I would like to read it, to be able to keep that kind of player uh, for so long in that team I still don't understand how he does it. And 
Origi himself is a very dangerous striker. We've seen the type of goals he scores. They are yeah. just a normal Ruth Van Nistelrooy kind of striker goal. Yeah, you know yeah. where, they go, where the ball is going to land and you mm -hmm. always be the only person there to score that I, goal. And I you are not I, offside. I, I, and thankfully for Kachi, he's mm. moving to Milan <laughs> next week. So, uh, sorry, I said next week, but, next but, season. I think, I think so, it's going to be a good one. I think it's our, it's our new Izagi. The new Izagi, right? I think it's uh, the success. So, like, the question is Olarika, you can be closer. Yeah, for a player like Origi, who has spent so much time on the bench, for him to stay motivated, and anytime he comes in and he gets this kind of important goals, I think it's just all about Origi himself. Sometimes it's just uh, this reminds me of uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at United. He hardly plays regularly, but anytime you see him playing, at times when players, I think Origi himself probably looks at that system and feel like, okay, these guys are better than me. But rather than going to a small team, battling with relegation, playing defensive football, uh, chasing the ball around, I'd rather stay here, play a few matches, and be part of history. Because either if either Origi plays one game or two games, it will be part of history that Origi won the Champions League. In fact, you can't remove Origi's name in that Champions League. Champions League, Champions League yes. yes. Okay. And yeah. even on yeah. the, the, the year they won the league, you can't still remove Origi. So I think for him, that is probably, uh, what do you call it, more important than just going to a team where they'll be playing defensive football and be chasing the uh, shadow all around. All right, he's perfect. Content, he's contented with the bench. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. But he's <laughs> at Liverpool. Tough is the, but, 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 yeah. but, but the truth is, um, truth is that I would like to point out is that for you to keep a player and make him contented for the bench, it's mm -hmm. down to the coach and the way that player has been treated. He must have felt loved. If he did not feel loved, he would not settle for that. He's not a bad striker. That is the truth. He can still play in a mid-table uh, team or even in a big team, so to speak, like a team like Arsenal and still banging like 10 goals in a season. We, we've seen it like AZ, who are supposed to be the main striker of Arsenal, not scoring in from open goal in more than four months. So what are we talking it's about? Shop. <laughs> of course, in the other series, Torino defeated Spezia 2-1. Atalanta, after so much uh, downward uh, throwing for them, uh, defeated Venezia away from home, 3 1. Uh, Inter Milan showed Mario with the boss uh, yet again uh, this season after the uh, Coppa Italia defeat, uh, defeating uh, Roma 3 1. Alan Venera's, uh, uh, Alas Verona playing a 1 1 draw against Sampdoria. Um, Milan winning against Lazio 2-1 away from home, which is a good one for uh, Milan, taking them back to the top of the league uh, with one game more than Inter Milan. Uh, Geona won new against Cagliari. Uh, Napoli being defeated uh, away from home against Empoli 2-3, uh, while Bologna and um, Denise play 2-2. Uh, of course, Florentina lost um, away from home against Satania. Satana uh, 1-2 as well. Um, and of course, in the Spanish La Liga, Barcelona uh, lost away from home to Sisodal, um, 1-0. Um, um, Real Betis won the Copa, 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 uh, Copa, Copa Cup. Uh, Copa Cup, someone should correct me, please. Uh, the Copa Cup against 
against Valencia, against Valencia, against Valencia, uh, Wakwe, um, having won two of the two Copa de Rey that uh, Real Betis has won in their history. Don't forget, um, Wakwe is a 40-year-old man doing it <laughs> and doing it real big still. Um, Iaki, who cannot stop playing for um, Athletic Bilbao, um, helped them with a 3-2 victory against Cadiz away from home. Um, Sevilla, Sevilla defeated Levante uh, 3-2 away from home. Real Valacano defeated Espanyol away from home as well. 1-0. So it looks like all the um, away teams were uh, doing something uh, real big right now, except for Except for Barcelona that lost uh, at home against uh, Real Baracano. Looks like everybody just simply won away from that <laughs> this weekend. That's what it looks like to me. And of course, um, Real Madrid are not playing this weekend. So um, Manchester City should expect a fresh Real Madrid when they meet in the middle of the week. Kachi, before we go um, on the show, because we're about to wrap up right now, uh, Milan, what are the chances? What are you looking forward Anything, any words of advice for you guys right now, right now, that could help you get over the line? Four games to go, four finals, play your hearts out. If you win all four, um, I mean, and you still lose the title by one point simply because uh, if uh, Inter wins the outstanding, they go one point ahead. You can still hold your head high. Um, Consecutive consecutive uh, seasons in the top two uh, would be seen as a victory. Yeah. The players have already received one year of Champions League baptism of fire. I think there's more experience there. And if uh, Divock Filippo Inzaghi Origi comes to AC yeah. Milan, I think I think it also adds more depth. But uh, it's it's their, it's their, it's actually their league to lose. Um, I expect Inter to always have that Inter deep after every five games. So expect by the time it's game match week 37, Inter is going to drop points and the league will be the last. For All, right. All right, perfect. That's the show and that's the show, guys. Thank you very much for staying too with us, uh, for staying on the show again once again. We appreciate you and uh, we'll be bringing the best again next week as we'll be reviewing the Champions League, the Europa League and the Europa Conference. Don't go anywhere, guys. Stay tuned to our channel on Instagram, Facebook, and of course on YouTube. Have a wonderful sporting week, guys. Bye.